Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, world. This is Austin from A Positive Mind with Positive Vibes. If you love this podcast episode and if you love this podcast in general, I have some other really, really great things. So first and foremost, I actually am an approved teacher for guided meditations on the Insight Timer app. So you can actually search that on Google Store as well as the Apple Store. That's going to be, once again, Insight Timer. You can also find some guided meditations like self-love and wealth affirmations on my YouTube. That's going to be PMPVXMEO, or you can just look up PVMPV Podcast on YouTube. You can also find me on Instagram, PMPV Podcast. You can also find my website, PMPVPodcast.com. That will also take you a link to my guided affirmation cards. There's 35 cards, all with guided affirmations with beautiful phrases, starting with I am. It's one of the most powerful phrases we can use when talking about ourselves, and we need to make sure that we follow ourselves up with love and that affection. So if you're curious at all, and if you're open to exploring or checking out something different, I strongly encourage you, if you love this podcast, and if you love these episodes, and if you really resonate with them, check out some more of my content. It's beautiful, and I know you're going to love it. Peace and blessings and love and light always. Ashe. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, world, and welcome to A Positive Mind with Positive Vibes. I am your host, Austin Varvel, and today I am very privileged and honored to have another incredible author and someone who is not only teaching the world how to manifest, how to create, but more importantly, how to align themselves with the life they're meant to have, but also give them the tools that they need to be able to succeed in doing so. So I'm very privileged to have Rachel Paz. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here and have this conversation. Yes, yes. So very grateful. So, you know, um, I think that especially with us, you know, having our spring equinox or Ostara yesterday, you know, and having the beginning of this new astrological year, as well as really this new year overall with, you know, planting the seeds and really setting forth with manifesting. I feel like this episode couldn't have been more in divine timing. So uh, very, very grateful. And once again, thankful to have you on. So, you know, let's kind of just start with um, a little bit about you and kind of, you know, how you started this journey. Oh man. Okay. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> um, so about, about 10 years ago, um, I got a divorce and, um, what do I want to say? There was something in the way that all of that unfolded and um, that had me really clear. I didn't know myself very well mm. and that there were some pretty significant gaps as I perceived them. Um, and so as, um, I got divorced, what unfolded was a real journey into, who am I? What do I want? How do I ha- how do I have space for myself in this mm-hmm. world yes. um, outside of doing all of the things? Um, and that was um, a journey that I was running in parallel while I was, um, you know, uh, parenting a child who um, this was sort of at, like the the awareness of this came later. Right. But I was parenting a child with special needs. Um, and I was working a job full time that I made myself really important in so that I could feel like I was worth it and doing a good thing in the world and all of that. And, um, and somewhere along the way, all of the outside stuff became just like, how do I have everything that I want for me and still exist in this life? Um, 
with the responsibilities that I've taken on and committed to and all of that. And what do I want to say? I found my, so I had, I had left this job to become a coach and um, was working with women uh, in the transformational space. And that was going well, but I found myself homeschooling this child and, um, and also living with my elderly parents. <laughs> and <laughs> it was a lot. There wasn't a lot of time or space for me in a day to figure out how to actually get this business off the ground. Um, exactly. But I was really committed to doing that, right? I knew I had these gifts. I knew that they wanted to come forth. And I was, yes. I had said yes. And I was just sort of like, okay, how? <laughs> and um, so I was living with my parents in part because um, I was in denial about moving back to where they lived because that was where my ex-husband lived at the time. And the only way that we could seem to agree on um, him taking on more of a parenting share of the duties was for me to be where he was. He wasn't going to come to me. And so I agreed to do that, but I was like, I'm not going to do that forever. So I'll live with my parents because that will be the thing that has me like certain that I'm not like settling down here. <laughs> yes. You, you can't be comfortable there doing that. <laughs> not at all. Of, yeah, exactly. And so, um, and so I was doing that, but every other week when I wasn't parenting, I was coming to the city. Seattle is where I live now. Um, and, um, and one day I was like, really just in this place of, I don't, I don't really know how this is all going to work. Right. But I was still committed to it happening. And I was walking around the lake one day and I heard the words, Rachel, you're going to write a book for women about money. Wow. And I rolled my eyes at the sky and was like, what the fuck? Where the fuck did this just come from? What? Who? I guess. I mean, really? Really? Yeah. I was like, don't you have to have money or know how to make money to do that? Um, this is the dumbest idea I've ever heard, universe. Uh, but but okay, sure? tell me more. The right, Rachel? This is me, right? Exactly. We're just making sure? Okay, cool. Okay. Yeah. Yep. That was exactly how it went, right? I was like, okay. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, really? Okay. So um, I said, yes, tell me more. And um, what unfolded was an experiment that I was to live for the next year. And um, what do I want to say about that? The experiment had two key pieces. It was um, that I would, well, let me back up. When I started to think about what do I know about money that nobody else knows about money? I was like, nothing. Fair, okay. <laughs> And, but um, I started to think about some of the books that I had read about money, some of the like older texts, like okay. Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich and Wallace Waddle's The Science of Getting Rich, right? They talk about some key pieces that have to be in place, right? Uh, focusing on the vision for what it is that you're trying to create, moving toward that relentlessly every single day, being grateful for what you have, no matter what it is that you have or don't have, right? Um, and, and then both of them actually talk about, but don't go into a ton of detail about being in the right place at the right time. And that was sort of the light bulb for me. It was like, oh, they're talking about intuition. Yes. Yeah. I can do, I do intuition, right? I know I had, that. I had been dabbling with my intuition for a long time. And one of the things that had 
but I was I was a I was a convenience user of intuition. <laughs> I would follow my intuition when I liked where it was leading me or where it of felt course. good or of where course. I could kind of keep my ego intact. But then, you know, it, there were other moments of intuition where I'd be like, oh, no, that must not be in my intuition because I definitely don't want to do that. That's horrifying. <laughs> I don't want it. I don't want it. No, not for me. I don't want. Nope. I don't want it. I don't like it. <laughs> Exactly. And so the experiment that unfolded was, okay, every day for a year, Rachel show up and journal about the, the elements that they have in common, right? Like answer a question every day that talks about how you're, um, you know, holding the vision for your life and how you're moving toward it. So what action are you taking? What are you grateful for? Um, those sorts of things, the things that I just mentioned. And then the other piece was, uh, show up to, Oh, hold on, hold on. The other piece was to follow my intuition every day, no matter what it said. And I couldn't do anything extra. So there was no like strategy on the side or to-do list that like, when I have time, I'll get to this. Um, it was, if I don't feel it, I don't get to do it. Wow. <laughs> that was um, an extreme sport. Yes. And then the third component of the experiment was show up to every moment of my life. Like I can have exactly what I want, even when it doesn't look like it. That is beautiful. Yeah. So I lived that experiment for a year and um, at the end of the year, my life was so different that I decided to keep living that way. Because um, I was like, wow. why, uh, why, why would I go back? Um, it changed literally everything about my life, including my money situation. Wow. That is, that is fascinating. That is, that is so incredible to me because, you know, I've never really heard it explained almost in, in the form of like a scientific method, right? Because you had your variables, you had, you know, all you had your, your thesis, or I'm sorry, not your thesis, your hypothesis. And, you know, you tested, you tested, you experimented and wow. So what was the beginning of that? Like, like, what was, what was like, like, was it really kind of easy for you to, you know, follow your intuition, like maybe 90% or 70 or 80% of the time, or, you know, what, what did those blockages kind of look like? So the thing about intuition is that if it's not sure, if you're listening, it will often be very quiet. Right. So it was tiny things like take your son for a walk right now or, um, you know, it would be like, turn left instead of right, or go to this grocery store, not that one. Um, and so the more that I actually showed up and did those teeny tiny things, sort of the bigger the messages got. Exactly. Um, so it wasn't until I was probably like four months or five months into the experiment that I started hearing shit that I was like, oh my God, no, that's horrifying. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> That came a little later, right? Of course, of course. Fully immersed. Well, at, at least you know you kind of was able to start your way in, right? You started in the three foot pool, then you got to the five foot, then the seven. You didn't just jump into this like 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 the universe wasn't just like, well, you gonna go for a dive today? <laughs> you gonna learn real quick? So that's that's really cool. So the what? Universe knows me well. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, in, in each and every one of us, right? Because we are we are source and source is us. So that is, wow, that is so beautiful, man. That is so cool. So my other question to that then would be, how, how were you able to differentiate or really kind of to tune it? Because, you know, obviously, we have those thoughts every day, like, oh, you should do this. Oh, you should do this. Oh, you should do this. How, how do we discern or understand what is intuition and like what is what is an act of ego or or an act of you know something of the non 
higher self, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you know, what you said about we are source, we are source and sources us, right? Like one of my primary commitments in this process was to be as connected to what I would call my God self as possible. Yes. Right. So that was sort of like um, number one priority every day. So I would wake up and meditate. I would, you know, spend time in nature. I would do all the things that I knew sort of cultivated that space within me really intentionally. Um, and that was, you know, honestly, that was the hardest part of it, right? Because I was living living in these circumstances where that just wasn't so exactly easy, right? Exactly. Um, but it was the commitment to that that made all the rest of it possible. Um, what else do I want to say about that? So really, yeah, connecting connecting to that highest part of me, right? And then it, it was, for me, and I think for most, well, I went through an, I have gone through an evolution around my intuition since this started. I used to perceive intuition as a one-way communication. Mm. So, oh, this thing drops in when I'm not paying attention and it like, you know, catches me by surprise. Like Rachel, you can write a book for women about money or ask that man for $10,000 or you know, whatever, <laughs> like yes. when, when yeah. you're just not even thinking about the thing. Yeah. Generally, if we're thinking about something and we go and we get an idea, that is less likely to be intuition, right? Because we are trying to solve it. So our brain is like the synapses are coming together and all yes, of that, yes, like, yes, try yes, to yes. fix it. Um, and so for me, intuition was all about like, what's coming in in the moments where I'm not trying? What's coming in in the moments where I'm quiet? What's coming in in the moments where I feel most like my most expansive self? And I think that for a lot of people, they have that, that there's, there's the disconnect in itself. It's like, it comes when you're not paying attention, but you want to pay attention just in case it comes when you're not paying attention. So it's like, you're always paying attention. Right. And I think that that's where a lot of people struggle is, you know, because it's not coming and because they're not receiving it, they don't think that it's going to come. But even in that thinking and in that awareness in itself, you're still paying attention to it. You know, and you're still kind to try to, once again, logically with the mind, try to create those connections together. I was, um, I was watching a documentary and it was actually a really cool where it talked, it talked a little bit about um, heart math and, and the research that they do and the connection between the heart and the mind and how you can really differentiate and understanding the two where, you know, like you said, if you have something that comes in and you start to formulate an idea or there or how they explained it was um there's a story behind it if there's like some kind of narrative that's being created from it it's from your mind but if this is something that you know is genuine that you just feel that you just feel you don't necessarily think about it you don't have an idea about it you just feel it that is kind of that differentiating factor so you know for a lot of people especially now too you you have to surrender and i think that that's also you know a really big part a big challenge for people is you know that act of surrendering and really saying okay i don't know how this is going to play out but we're just going to figure it out along the way yeah well you know one of um sort of the primary pieces of my training uh has been around um our bodies carry wisdom that our brains don't have access to right and Mm. so for me, one of the yes. the clearest pathways to um, knowing if something is intuition or not is, do I feel it in my body and what does it feel like? Because we can start to, over time, understand patterns of, oh, 
that's a fear response. That's what, that's what fear feels like in my body or that's what expansiveness feels like in my body, right? That's what possibility feels like in my body. This is what excitement and, um, holy shit like in my body exactly yes and so so when you start to understand sensation in your body and interpret it without being without putting story to it you can understand more clearly like when those sort of messages drop in you can feel for the truth of them right Mm. and when you can feel for the truth then then it just is Exactly. And there is no question because you just, you feel it. it and it, yeah. it is so, and it's so crazy to explain because it's like, it's so simple, yet yeah. it feels and we make it so complicated. But in truth, in essence, it really is simple. It's just the feel. Yeah. And, you know, I think that for a lot of people, there's that aspect of the trauma, right? Like, like the things that they've buried on maybe on top of that intuition that they naturally have you know these these preconceived notions these you know social schemas these narratives that they've created about their life of what it is that you know they're meant to do what their journey is supposed to look like and they kind of you know turn that volume down if you will on their intuition because of that you know what did you ever experience that and if you did you know what were some things that you did to kind of release or or lift up some of that weight so you can kind of turn that volume back up a little bit Well, it's interesting because prior to starting this experiment, so I have a background in business. Okay. Okay. Run my own business. I, you know, managed operations for a business consulting firm. Like, so, so the the brain level um, of knowledge around how you should do things, right, is quite strong. And so, as I had become a human who was getting in more touch with my intuition and was trying to live or trying to operate my business from this place of like feminine energy and using intuition and connection there was a way that my brain always wanted to be like yeah but what's the plan yeah what like what's yes. what's the profit margin on that what's yes. the, you know whatever right so like my brain yes. really wanted to go in that direction and it wasn't until i got to the implementation of this experiment that i had allowed myself to actually drop every single back door that i had been trying to create with that masculine oh. energy right Yes. And so I think that that's sort of, I think that that's one of the keys, right? Is to create containers for yourself where you don't have the back door. Mm. So whether Mm. you're doing that, you know, for a day or an hour or a week, and whether you're doing that in your business or your relationship or your parenting or whatever, like, you know, what, how do I want to practice? How do I want to practice? connecting to this and naming it, articulating it, asking for it, whatever those pieces are. You know, and I think that something that um, you touched on really well was, you know, understanding and how to kind of not necessarily label or categorize, but that make sense of the feelings that you have within your body. Once again, you know, the, the feelings of fear, the feelings of confirmation, the feelings of like, holy shit, this is it, right? Like, this is the one, you know, what I, I where is there ever a time where you maybe like journaled or something like that? Cause what I, what I see is people who are struggling with that, they can 
write down, you know, just, just a matter of taking a moment and when they think about something or when something comes to them, feel it and then write it down. Like write down the feelings that they have in their body or the things that come to them, just so they can kind of, if you will, kind of create a cheat sheet for their own body on how they can register those emotions and kind of what that's in reference to until mm -hmm. they can kind of naturally pick that up and kind of build that momentum. Um, did you ever do anything like that? Yes. I don't want to, okay. so I don't, this, this will be rabbit hole material. I'm happy to share with you, but maybe let's skip the rabbit hole part of it. So, of course. So, so I said that I went on a personal development journey sort of post-divorce, right? Mm -hmm. The, where that landed me was in the practice of something called orgasmic meditation. Okay. And orgasmic meditation is a partner practice where um, generally a man is stroking a woman's clitoris for 15 okay. minutes, no goal in mind. That's the very abbreviated version of it, right? And, um, and the only object of the practice is for both people to feel what they feel. You're not trying to get anywhere. You're not trying to create climax. You're just trying to connect to what you feel in your body. And so at the end of the practice, um, the um the part part of the container right is that each person shares a frame or a moment in time where they felt something in their body and there's no metaphor there's no simile it is just you know um neutral language to describe what you felt right so i felt hot tingles down my spine right that, that is neither good nor bad exactly. there's exactly. there's not an emotion that you can attach to that well, yes. you could potentially attach a lot of emotion to that, but part of the point of practicing in that specific way with those frames is because so often we feel things in our body and we assign meaning to them. We assign emotion to them. Yep. Yep. If you think about it, fear, we tend to feel in our gut. Mm -hmm. We also feel excitement in the same place. They have very similar profiles. Mm. Yes. And so, so yeah. much of our life experience dictates the way we interpret sensation, that if you can actually remove the emotion from the sensation and just pay attention to the sensation, there's a lot more information available. And there's a lot wow. more neutrality about your experience available. Exactly, exactly. Wow. Yeah, that that is 100% rabbit hole material. So we're not going to go all the way down that rabbit <laughs> Maybe hole. Another like, Maybe another time. Maybe No, for sure. For sure. Because that like, as I was listening, I was just like, wow, like, like that in itself is about to change so many lives, like just even scratching that surface. So that is awesome. That is awesome. Let's change gears a little bit. And let's talk about this awesome new book that we have published. And the awesome just, you know, material that is in it. So magic, magic, uh, money, magic, magic, money. Where, where did that title come from? What, what was kind of that process for you in, in, in the creation of that? Uh, okay. So I lived the experiment for a year. I knew yep. that the book was about the experiment, but okay. I continued living the experiment. So the book is, it covers the sort of, um, inception of the experiment through to actually just like last summer. Right. Um, okay. so it spans about a two and a half year period. Um, and takes the reader through not just what happened in my life, but really some of the more intricate, intimate moments of things I had to look at within myself, ways that I had to be willing to step forward, those mm. sorts of things. So that because it's not, there's always, maybe you've heard the saying that um, the thing you are creating is also creating you. Yes, 100%. So there's a way that when we are wanting to create money or something to 
something to use money on, right? That um, there's a way that we often look outside for the, the thing to come to us, right? Yes. And part of the journey that I think gets abandoned is who do I have to become to have this? Mm. And so the story mm. is both. Yes. Because I yes. had to become a lot to have that, right? And when I say become, I don't mean like reincarnate into somebody that's not me, mm-hmm. but I mean really step into the version of me that was available to have this. Yes, 100%. And I think that that is such such a huge point that is so key and so missed very often is that, you know, as we begin this journey and are on this journey of manifesting and creating this abundance for ourselves, we have this idea that we can still be the version of us now, but to get all of the things that we want later without changing and without evolving, right? But I think that we need to make that connection and, and fully establish the understanding that the vibration of the thing that we want is over here. It's, it's in another place in the ether. And for us to uh, retrieve it, we have to go within to level up and increase and raise our vibration so that we can attract that. And I think that a lot of people understand that, but they don't really understand what that means, right? Because everybody's like, oh, I'll just wake up happy or I'll just, you know, be in good vibes. You know, it's always good vibes, good vibes, this, good vibes, that. Sometimes it's not always good vibes. Exactly, dude. Some, exactly. Like, no, nah, dude, this shit ain't good vibes all the time. This shit fucking sucks. It's dark, you know, but at the same time, it's transformative because that is the journey in itself. You know, once again, the tower card, right? Best in tarot is that, you know, we are breaking things down to a rubble to then reaffirm and reestablish that stronger foundation to then rebuild so that we can rise above. And I think that that's something that a lot of people, even once again, as we talked about, right, we listen to our intuition when we want to. Sometimes our intuition is like, hey, this this is a tower situation that we're just like, nah, we'll be fine. I'm going to still get this. I'm going to still figure it out. You know, I'm going to, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. But realistically, no, you're not because you're going to keep wanting the thing that you want, but you're not willing to put in the work or do the inner work to get to where you want to be. So it's always going to feel like that tug of war because it is that tug of war, but within yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You got to let the thing bring you to your knees. 100%. 100%. And I think that that need to surrender is, is really, you know, so important because that is where we remove like we said, that masculine or that logical or that, you know, that ego from it, right? Like when we're really able to separate the higher self from the physical or the, or the ego self, we're then able to understand that no matter what I do and what direction I go in, I'm going to achieve the things I want so long as I keep moving towards it. You know, you have to be, like you said, you have to be relentless. You have to want it. You have to eat, sleep and breathe it and know that you're making the right choices and the people who may leave the jobs that may change the locations and place of living that may change is all a part of that journey and i think that especially right now with everything going on in the world you know people are afraid of that because there's been so much instability all we want now is stability but maybe the stability that we're at right now isn't what we're meant to be in forever And I think that the issue is, is right now, a lot of people are, you know, having trouble with that and kind of going into where, where they need to kind of put in that work. So 
whole nother tangent whole nother tangent it's it's once again there's many rabbit holes when it comes to these conversations Mm -hmm. many Mm -hmm. so well i mean so you have to be willing to meet life on life's conditions right yes and you can do that while you hold clarity about who you desire to be where you desire to go right and that's where the surrender comes in is that undeniable knowing that source will point you in the right direction right Mm, and so okay i'm in the middle of a pandemic (laughs) i was gonna put that in quotes we are in the middle of i will not do that (laughs) i was gonna do that because for me i've had this experience of being in a pandemic that has been like my business doubled two years in a row right like Mm -hmm. it hasn't my life has my child was already being homeschooled so life was not harder for me life in a lot of ways actually became simpler and more fun right Mm -hmm. i did more traveling than i've done in a long time (laughs) like so 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 much of our experience like so much of it, our experience, we want to be like, well, the economy's bad, or there's a pandemic, or there's about to be a world war. I should probably be a little more conservative with my choices, right? But that's not actually meeting life on life's terms. That's saying mm. the world is in charge, and I will sit here and wait to see what the world delivers, and then I will respond. Oh, yes. I, I, I don't. <laughs> that's that's going to hit. No, that's good. Yes, please. <laughs> Let's just let's just let the microphone breathe for a minute because man, that was that was heavy. And I think that a lot of people are about to have that like, oh moment because you're completely right. You're allowing life the world, not life, the world to dictate where your life is going to go. Right. But when you decide and you say, Hey, I'm going this way and the world's doing this thing, but I'm still going this way. And so I'm gonna allow myself to not just navigate the world while I move towards the thing I want, I'm gonna trust that the universe can point me in the in the most efficient, effective direction, right? Yes. And keeping in mind that efficient and effective is not just to have the thing, it is also the shaping of you, right? So it is gonna drag you through every experience you need to have. During the pandemic, I had been sharing a home with my son and my ex-husband of 10 years right and what what our situation had been at that point i talk about this in the book is um we had decided that we wanted to see what would happen with our son when we created a fully stable environment where he just had one home wasn't being shuffled back and forth and so we rented a home together my ex-husband lived there all the time and i lived there part-time so when i was parenting i was there a week on a week off i would leave when i wasn't parenting and we get into lockdown and all of a sudden I'm living with this man for eight, 10, 12, I don't know how long. We were we were in the same space for longer than we had been in the same space for a long time. Of Guess course. what I had to see? I had to see that there were a lot of things that I was not addressing because I would just push the eject button. Oh, time for me to go, see you next week. And I would go recover exactly. and I would come back and I would tolerate, 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 and then I would leave again. And so, you find yourself in eight weeks or 10 weeks of being together. And it's like, oh no, we need to talk about some stuff. (laughs) We have to address some things. And and what ended up happening was some conflict, but also what ended up happening is some really beautiful healing and, Mm. um, and sort of the evolution of our relationship and our co-parenting relationship in a way that I am eternally grateful for now. Right. I would not have chosen that. 
I would not have been like, you know what, universe, this sounds like a great idea. Let's just just throw us in a lockdown for like a year and a half. We'll be fine. You know what? Let's we we need this. We need this. Exactly. Exactly. But so you did. It doesn't always come in the packages we think are best for us. And so can you be willing to look beyond your preferences to let life work you, right? Mm. Mm. That's because we don't have the eternal knowledge, right? And the eternal knowledge of like, what is really out there in the universe to be able to gift us. And wow, that's so that's so crazy that you brought that up. Because um, several episodes back, I actually touched on that and talked about how, you know, when the pandemic happened, it's like the entire world was just put into therapy. Like everybody was just forced to just literally just, hey, we're talking about this. You're dealing with this. Kids you don't know that are strangers, spouses, whoever, whatever is completely off. You are going to have to deal with this now. And I think that that was because we had to resolve so much to be able to rise above so much. And we had to be able to attract and attain so much if we made that choice to do so. And that was the thing is, you know, for a lot of people, you know, who did not make that choice, life is, life could, I could be very different or we could say just transformative for them, you know, because they, they chose not to do that. But I think in all time and regardless, it's going to happen. It's just once again, surrendering. And that's, oh, that is so awesome. That is so awesome. Okay. So back to our book and our journey, yeah. <laughs> you know, cause it'll, this will happen. It's okay. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> love it i love it where was i so the book is the book is it takes you through that whole process yes. right yes. and you know there are some really boring moments and there are some really pivotal moments and then there are some just like be in the thing and engage with the thing every single day until you get the thing right um I don't know why this is coming up to share, but one of one of the last pieces of the year long experiment in the last month, right? I was like, oh, I think that like, I think I've gotten what I needed to get from this experiment. I'm pretty sure this last month is gonna be kind of slow and like just wrapping up, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I should know better than to say shit like that. Surprise. And, and so one day at the very, you know, maybe right before the last month was to begin, I was at the spa hanging out and I hear the words spend every dollar in your bank account every single day and I was like well fuck <laughs> okay well, I'm shit all right cool cool let's do it and and what showed up right is that like I still had some leftover like scarcity energy right Oh, that money is going to go to pay my rent. That money is going to go to, you know, pay for groceries. That money is for this, right? And so there's a way that in making those decisions, we're cutting off the energy of receiving more. And so the universe was like, give it all, offer it all every single day, more will come, right? And I needed to have the like lived visceral experience of that. Are you okay? <laughs> so I'm going to tell you why this happened, why this came up right now. And I'm going to bear a little more personal than I expected to on this episode, but Hey, this is where <laughs> we're it. at. Yeah. Right. So literally this morning, especially with the inflation of gas, you know, funds are what it is. And mm -hmm. the one thing that I said this morning to the universe was, you know, please help me find a way of creating more of a financial flow and income. Mm -hmm. And it's so crazy because 
there was a bill taken out today that I had money specifically set aside to pay for that bill, but then it went to gas and there's still money that I could use to pay for those bills right now, but I'm choosing not to because it's like, oh, that has to go to that bill, that has to go to that bill, everything is separated. So by you telling that story right now, you literally just confirmed what it is that I initially asked for at seven o'clock this morning when I woke up and meditated. So perfect. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was that was so beautiful. And I and I love that so so much right now because honestly, I think that this is the first time in all of the interviews that I've had for my podcast where I've been able to connect and share information with someone and that type of alignment happened. Like that, like that for people, for people to listen to this right now, like I promise you this, I'm not making this shit up. Like I cannot, I'm not making this shit up. This isn't script. Like there was no, there's no plan for this. I literally woke up, was like, Hey, you know, university can just help, help a brother out real quick. Let's see what's going on. And then sure enough, I'm given the exact tool that I need to be able to free myself from that scarcity mindset and to release that. And that's crazy. Cause I was actually kind of going back and forth with that these last couple of days with that scarcity mindset and that was exactly what I needed to hear so thank you you're welcome it's one of my gifts is not knowing that I'm reading the room quite so <laughs> no that was that is literally dude you you read that that was mm, that was black and white baby that was awesome mm, that was mm -hmm. really cool that was really cool so wow. yeah it's not so always with, comfortable right it isn't it's, not it's, at all you know, I spent a month spending every dollar that I had going, okay, I really, today it's a, like my intuition is telling me to buy a new pair of jeans, but if I spend my money on jeans, how am I gonna buy groceries in two days, right? And then yeah. being like, am I gonna feel stupid? Am I gonna feel irresponsible, right? Like, and part of that was like working through all the judgments about that. And like, yes. are there some, you know, like the universe doesn't perceive importance or priority or gravity right so that's all stuff that we have put on or taken on from society and so like i went through a real stripping down process of you know you can your desire to fly first class is no less relevant than your desire to feed yourself right is no less relevant right it's all and it the is. universe will actually wow. treat it all the same if you hold exactly. it the same exactly wow that is crazy so just just remove the priority mm -hmm. just just remove the priority and just say i want it all yep yep wow. so much of our how would i say this so much of why we don't have what we want is that we haven't given ourselves permission to want all of it we've tried to be content with just wanting some mm. of it mm. settling just settling yeah and so much of that is i shouldn't there are so many people who don't have enough i shouldn't yes. be the person who needs this and this and that and you need what you need you want what you want you are who you are and, and there is nothing wrong with that no no and the universe is not finite and so you having those things does not actually take it away from anybody else <sighs> I feel like this is going to be such a healing episode. You know, like I can only, I can feel like so much just healing from this episode in itself, because once again, like, especially right now, right. The, the amount of relevance of like, Hey, I know that there may be this perception of scarcity, but understand that 
within the universe that that that's not even a word that that isn't that isn't in existence there is enough for everyone and there is enough to go around and you have your own just as like they have their own and it's no different it is just as shiny it is just as beautiful it's just as brand new and it's just as great and i think that what is needed for people right now is like you said the permission they need to give themselves that permission. So, you know, what would be a couple of ways that you think that that people would be able to give themselves that permission and kind of work through that? Well, the first thing that came up was um, once we can see that everything is a choice and that everyone is responsible for making their own choices. Like I can let, I have some, mm, let, me, let me try this again. <laughs> there, are, there are people in my life who have chosen, who are choosing, right? You, you make a choice on a 10 second interval. Yes, right? every day. So, so you can literally choose to be rich one moment and you can choose to be destitute the next, right? Yep. You have to keep making the choices that you wanna make in the direction you wanna make them right? And your actions have to line up with your choices. Mm. But once you can, so, so much of our unwillingness to choose for ourselves is, has to do with what we see happening around us. So um, I work with clients who are like, you know, I have siblings who are really struggling financially. What will it look like to them if I'm not, right? Or what will it feel like? You know, I feel like I shouldn't be the only one, right? All those sorts of things. Yes. And once you can grasp that everybody is making their own choices, there's like, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing broken. There's nothing to fix. You just get to choose for you. They can choose for them whenever they decide they want to. And part of the permission for them to do that is you choosing for you. Mm. So mm. you literally can change yes. the course of other people's choices by them seeing your unapologetic choice. It's hot. It's hot, y'all. It's hot, y'all. The mic is hot. Oh my goodness. Dropping gems, man. Dropping priceless gems. And wow. There are people wow. in my life who have changed the course of their financial situation so dramatically just by watching me. Mm. Just by watching me and me saying like, here's what I did. Ah, today I'm spending all of the dollars on my bank account, right? Like, it's not like, I'm not like there. I mean, I have done, I do this with clients, right? I take clients through a process to change this for themselves, but I have also demonstrated very casually to people in my life, right? Just what it looks like. And they're like, oh, okay, I wanna do that too, right? And then they just start moving in that direction. And a couple of years later, their lives are very different too, sometimes in the course of a very short period of time. So your, you granting permission by doing the thing yourself is actually one of the greatest gifts that you can give when you find yourself in that situation of, I don't want to take this from somebody else. I, why should, you know, if this person is suffering, I shouldn't have it so good. If that's sort of your mentality, show them. You change it for you and show them. Mm, lead by example. Mm -hmm. Or or don't, right? Like, just have it for yourself because it feels good to have it for yourself. <laughs> but like, At the end way, of the day, they'll make choose. their fucking choice. Yes. Exactly. Yes, yes. Exactly. They will 
And I think that that's where, you know, like you said, especially with siblings, right? Because I'm the oldest of five. And, you know, that is something that myself and, and a bunch of people that I know and have talked to that have siblings are like, you know, I want us all to eat. I want us all to make sure we succeed. I want to, you know, bring us, I, I can't, I can't go that far if I can't bring everybody else with me. And I think that for a lot of us, it's a matter of giving that permission to say, you know, not only are you going to show them the way by doing it, but you also have to show them that they sometimes have to, they, they have to leave the nest. They have to detach from whether it be the same city, the same state, hell, even the same country, same side of the world, right? If, if there's a calling to you on the other side of the world and you're not going because you feel that it's not right for you to, or that you shouldn't because you can't take everyone with you, you're gonna take all 12 people on this damn plane right now? You you gonna put up put them up in a hotel all these rooms you gonna you gonna are you gonna do that right now or are you gonna show them how they can change their lives by following their dreams mm -hmm. by following their intuition and wow I think that that is so I, I think that that that's gonna be a really big thing that hits home for a lot of people is that you know it's okay it's okay to be successful and sometimes even be the only successful one around you to then show others how to be successful so long as they make that choice. Wow. Wow, that is that is so awesome. That is so awesome. So, you know, that's 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 the book in itself, right? Is is your journey and, you know, the lessons within not only your journey and the the overall, I feel like that's oh, it's almost like the human journey, right? Because as you describe some of those things, I feel like, wow, I'm, I'm living that right now. I'm experiencing that right now. And, you know, I feel like that's kind of the proof or even the confirmation in itself to those who are hearing this as well, that, you know, we are on the right journey. We are on the right path because we have to be stripped from all that we know so that we can receive all that is unknown. And Ooh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And that's it, right? And that's it. We we have to strip ourselves from everything that we know to receive everything that's unknown. Because we don't know it because we don't have a frame of reference of understanding it. And if we don't have that frame of reference of understanding it, that doesn't mean that we can't have it, but we also can't block ourselves because of once again things like guilt or things like fear or a lack of giving oneself permission or even a fear of scarcity, right? To be able to then achieve the things that we want to and stop holding ourselves back. So, wow, man. I want to, I want to just include a, a brief side note about um, money, right? Love. Um, <laughs> so this book could have been about relationships. This book could have been about career. It could have been about anything, right? But the money, A, money is taboo, right? It's taboo to not have it, it's taboo to have it, is all the things. It's just taboo, and it's just. We don't like to talk about it. We don't like to be super transparent about it. We just yep. like, we want it, but we also don't want to want it. Like there's all kinds, like our relationship with money can oh. be really shadowy, right? Yes, yes. And so one of the things that I want to say is that um, money, so when you go, when you, when you start to look at your relationship with something in depth, 
that is taboo and shadowy, you have the ability to extract the most um, transformation because you you can see things um, for what they are in ways you can't see things that are less taboo, right? So what do I wanna say about this? So if I were doing this experiment on my business and I heard some sort of message about not being in scarcity around my business, I could have very easily explained away a series of actions, right? Yes. That would have still been reflecting scarcity, but I could have sort of covered up that I was, you know, reflecting scarcity, right? So when you go to the taboo things, you actually go straight to the source and you can't look away from the very stark truth of the thing. Mm. which is why diving into like so some people some people who might be listening may or may not want to shift their relationship with money they may or may not want more money it's not actually the point right money is a very concrete channel for receiving and so when you open up your ability or when you transform your relationship with money you're transforming your relationship with receiving and mm. by extension, transforming your relationship with, with receiving anything and everything in your life. And the process of looking at that through the lens of money allows you to actually see what's true rather than tell yourself lies about what you think is true, right? You can't actually hold anything that's false in this arena because it's so clear. Does that make sense? It does. It does. I think that, you know, it's a matter of using money as the tool or the lens to see the clarity and the truth yeah. of what money can really do and the and the power of it because ultimately money is nothing but a tool in itself and because of the way that we have been conditioned in society we have associated narratives beliefs thoughts and things associated with the word money the term object the, the visualization of money however when you're able to use the money as the tool to confirm that you are in the alignment that you're looking to strive towards and be on the journey of, that only confirms the truth about money, which is that it's a tool to help build rather than the, the schemas and the narratives that we've been taught whether it be about scarcity, whether it be about greed, whether it be any form of negativity, it's not negative or positive. It's a matter of a tool in which you use. However, what it does do is give you the ability to use it as a tool for what you want. It's just, it's just a tool. It's just a tool. You could either build or destroy. You know, you can build something with a hammer, you can destroy something with a hammer, but it's just a hammer to help build your dreams. And if you don't allow yourself to either have a hammer, use the hammer head, or just say, oh, well, I don't need a hammer. I'm just gonna use my hand. Good luck on building that house or building whatever it is you need, right? I mean, even if it's a bed, you're gonna fall straight to the floor because you need something a little stronger. You need something a little sturdier, something that holds a little more weight. And that weight in itself is confirmation of the weight of your belief. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the only thing that does is, allow you to then say and once again this isn't saying that the amount of money you have dictates the amount of belief you have it's money is the tool to help you create and materialize the desires and the beliefs that you actually have 
But you can't do that if you have a, a belief that conflicts with the, the source or the essence of what you need to build that dream or desire originally. Right, right. Money, say, money is energy, please. right? Yes. And so your money, your financial situation is basically a reflection of your mastery of moving energy in the world, right? And your mm. mastery of moving energy in alignment with what it is that you and Source have agreed upon. So how, I think that brings up a good point. So how do people understand or get to an understanding of what them and Source agreed upon? Because I think that a lot of people try to, you know, channel this in different ways and they don't get the results so they don't think it works, but maybe they don't know what channel to kind of go into. So how can people understand that? Well, <laughs> how many ways <laughs> the list continues, which one do you want? <laughs> I was gonna say, so there's, um, you are, you, we are all here to decide at which level we desire to receive. Like I said, okay. the universe doesn't discriminate, right? Yes. It is our job to align the energy so that we can receive at whatever level we decide we are going to receive, right? So that part is, tends to be the trickier part, but that's a given. The part that is really about soul agreements is what did I come here to experience and what did I come here to contribute? Mm. And those things, <laughs> you know, your guess is as good as... It's going to be for every, it's going to be different for everybody, but it's, I think, as long as you begin that conversation with those two questions, you're going to be able to get somewhere. And I, and I think that for people, it's just that we have to release the expectation of it's going to be done tomorrow. We have to give ourselves the time and the permission to take time on this journey, right? Is that, you know, it's not a matter of waking up tomorrow and, you know, once again, the scarcity mindset of, I have to come to this realization tomorrow or X, Y, and Z is going to happen. No, it's not. And in any way, shape or form, it will if you continue to perpetuate that. But the reality of it is that that hasn't happened because tomorrow's not here yet. That's, that's the ultimate truth. And when you are allowing yourself to be present in the moment and just say, hey, I don't know how that's going to work out, but let's see what's going to happen. Let's go back to what makes me happiest. Let's go back to what really sets my soul on fire when I think about how I can contribute to the world. What really makes me excited and motivated to do in the what's the first thing when I wake up first thing in the morning. You know, so I think that for a lot of people, it's just, you're gonna have to do a lot of surrendering. And being myself as a triple earth sign, that is the exact opposite. <laughs> uh, exactly, with your fit, yeah, 100%. With the, it's the exact opposite. And that's like, for example, I'll be, you know, I'll once again bear my soul once more is like, for my journey, it really has been the journey of surrendering, of releasing the control and just saying, okay, I don't know what's gonna happen. I'm going to make all of these choices contrary to what I think, right? Not, not what I feel, but contrary to what I think, because what I feel is telling me to do this. That, that is ultimately the hardest, well, for me, the hardest journey. And I think that that's where we see the most transformation is regardless of what it is, is the thing that's hardest for us to do. Once we start doing that, we start to see the most transformation and see the most traction. Yeah. 
It's true. It's true. I want to say one more thing. Please. If you read the book, I've had I've had a lot of people read the book and come back to me and say, that was really inspiring. And oh my God, I never want to do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> which I love, right? Because one of the things that I have come to accept about myself is that, well, there's a couple of things. One is that money is a primary teacher for me. Mm. There are some people for which that is just true. The universe can get my attention with money, right? Whether that's positive or negative. And so for me to pay particular attention to what's happening with my money and to do extreme things with my money is resonant. It's an, And I want to highlight that by going on a journey like this doesn't necessarily mean that yours will be as extreme as mine. Because you are a different person, you are on a different track, you yes. are there to have a different experience. So the experiences that show up for you will be distinct and perfect for you. Mm-hmm. So if you read the book, if you've heard some of these stories and you're like, holy shit, I could never do that. That's totally okay. And know that your path will be uniquely for you. It shouldn't deter you from going on the path just because, right? Um, and then the other thing is, is part of, part of who I am is like, I am super down to like stretch the limits of what humans are capable of. And so what that means is I operate in extremes, right? I will walk up to a strange man and ask him for $12,000, even though we've never met before. Right. It, it's <laughs> All right. it's hey. because, just because I want to see if I can. Exactly. Just because I want to see what happens, right? To explore, yeah. And there's enough, and and I've done enough of the work to know that whatever that person's answer is is not personal. It's not. It's it doesn't mean anything about me and who I am, right? So I've cleaned mm. up all of that stuff. Yeah. And, and so I just want to be really clear that like my journey, like the things you're gonna read or have read, are extreme. And that was by design because of who I am and because of like. I'm now here to teach part of this, right? Or I'm yes. here to teach this as part of what I do. And so I couldn't just be like, so, you know, one day I followed my intuition and I ended up getting a million dollar check in the mail, right? What could I teach you if that had been my experience? This is very true. This is very true. So, so know that, right? Know that like that's been by design and yours will be entirely different. So my journey in and of, in and of itself should not scare you. I love that too, because I think that, you know, people associate the whole, after they finish reading a book, they almost kind of personify themselves in the book and is like, you know, this is me and this is my own adventure. But it's like, no, dude, you know, that's not what it's about. If anything, this should be an example of how real it really is and how it real it can be, right? But it's not a matter of you are going to follow my same create your own adventure, like those little flip page books, like this isn't, you're not following mine because that's not meant for you. Quite honestly, most people couldn't handle that because that's not for them to handle. That is for you to handle, just like their own journey is for them to handle. So, you know, once again, I think that that's, that's a beautiful final message of, you know, inspiration of once again, know that at the end of the day, your journey will be different. There may be some similarities. There may some th be no similarities at all, but ultimately allow this to be another example of the infinite that is within the universe and the infinite that is within you and the infinite that you can live, perceive and create when you surrender and allow yourself to truly be infinite. Mm -hmm. 
I love that. Said. Yeah. I yeah. love that. That was that was sourced. That had, that had nothing to do with me. That was all that was all spirit, man. Like that was that that was that last little mic drop amongst the many that were on this episode. Man, y'all gonna y'all gonna be taking notes. I'm gonna see all I'm gonna hear is just, I'm gonna just see pages and pages of people send me notes like this is what I was writing, this is what I was, this is what I learned. Yes, all of that. I love it. The transformation, the transformation. So um I, the, I once again the last question that i did have i feel like you already answered so i feel like you already shared what you needed to with the world um unless there is anything else please if there is anything else one last thing that you need to share with the world that they need to know i think i have two thoughts one please. is um one is we all you know you talked about doing the unfamiliar when we start to step into the unfamiliar the uncomfortable like the opposite of the thing we would normally do yes that's where transformation becomes available right and so i think the thing that i would say is if this is something you've been struggling with for a while working on for a while and like haven't quite gotten to where you want to go finding somebody who will pinpoint your patterns for you is a really brilliant use of an energy right somebody yes. would be like oh it's actually quite obvious to me go that way right? yes um i work with a coach i'm totally unashamed about that because i want to go further faster um so don't let your need to figure it out or any issues that you have about money stop you from having those conversations right um there's a lot more possible there. Um, and then the last thing I would say is it is so much closer and it is available for all of us. So no matter what you're experiencing right now in your life, if you have the thought floating around in your head, maybe this isn't meant for me, it's a lie. Mm. Stop telling yourself, decide that it is meant for you. It's meant for me. If it were meant for me, where would I go to find it? If it were meant for me, how would I connect with it, right? Start asking that question instead. Stop questioning whether or not you are a person who can, because you are, we all are. Beautifully said, beautifully, beautifully said. Thank you for that. That was awesome. That was awesome. So where can we find this awesome book, Magic, Magic Money? Magic, Magic Money is available on Amazon.com. It's available on BarnesandNoble.com and probably a bazillion other .coms that I'm not going to name. <laughs> All right, hey, perfect. That's that's honestly the ones we probably use already, right? So that is awesome. And then how can we get in contact with you? How can we learn more about uh, Rachel? Uh, you know, the best place to find me is on my website, which is theunfinishingschool.com. You can just send me a message. Um, so my email is Rachel, R-A-C-H-E-L at theunfinishingschool.com. And it's all a conversation, right? So you can read some stuff on my website. You can find me on Instagram, but also like, I just like to meet people where they're at. So whatever you want to talk about, whatever your question is, might as well ask it directly. Right? I completely agree. Always go to the source. Always go to That's the source. That's it. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. Well, Rachel, thank you so much for this time. Truly, it was incredible. And I think that, you know, once again, this is going to make an impact on a lot of people. I know it definitely made an impact on me. And I think that there was just some beautiful gems that were dropped. So thank you. Truly, thank you for this conversation. I do appreciate it greatly. Thanks for having the space to have it. Yes, of course, of course. Well, to all of you, each and every one of you, you are abundant, you are full of light, and you are worthy. If nothing else, you are worthy and deserving of everything you desire. 
I love you all. Wish you peace and blessings, love and light always, and a wonderful, wonderful day. Ashe. Thank you.